Well, amen, amen. Uh, if you're here for the very first time, welcome. I'm Ricky Ayala, the senior pastor, as we continue on with a sermon series on pray. Now, I do invite you, if you're able to, please open up your programs if you like taking notes. And there are some fill-in-the-blanks on the right-hand side and a little bit of more space for additional notes throughout the message. The answers to those fill-ins will be up on the screen during our sermon here today. Now, last week we began this series on prayer and talked about how it has been a prayer has been a way of communicating with God, and it has been a life changer for many people uh, for years. But I also noted that last week that it can only be a life changer for those who know how to engage as well as put it into practice and how to activate that faith, you know, strengthen with the power of the Holy Spirit. How can we do that? So we continue with that uh, today as we uh, go into the second series. And if you're able to, please um, be so kind of please stand for the reading of God's Word. As found in the book, uh, there's only one letter and one chapter of uh, Philemon. And so only verses 4 through 7. I'll be reading from the NLT version, so if you have your own Bibles, the words may be a little different, or follow along in our version app. The Bible says this. I always thank my God when I pray for you, Philemon, because I keep hearing about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all of God's people. And I am praying that you will put into action the generosity that comes from your faith as you understand and experience all the goodness we have in Christ. Your love has given me much joy and comfort, my brother, for your kindness has often refreshed the hearts of God's people. Let me pause for a word of prayer. God, as we come to this moment of our service, speak to us now through your precious Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. So here in the, in the scripture reference, we hear of how Paul, the Apostle Paul, was writing a letter to uh, his friend, Philemon, and to share a few words uh, that he wanted to share with him. And I can imagine how the Apostle Paul, when he was writing that letter, how he must have felt in sending something, a friend, you know, a letter at that time. You know, it's not like we have computers now in the middle of a couple seconds. You, you type something up, you send an email, and ba-ding, it's up and running, you know. But here, you know, as traveling and, and you write it, and then tr- by the time it gets to the, the, being delivered, the moment, you know, I, I don't know about you, but when I'm writing a letter, yes, I still write, and, and I, also, I often pray, God, let them understand my chicken scratch, right? Because it's like, you know, just writing things out. But here's the part. I usually, like, I'm thinking, not thinking about normally what I'm going to say, but how the individual is going to react when they get a a letter, a handwritten letter. Because I don't know about you, when I go into the mailbox and I see a personally written hand note, you know, a postcard, I get so excited. I go inside. That's the very first thing. Forget the bills, right? Amen to that. <laughs> just, just get the bills out the way. I want to know what this individual wrote because even from the, the, in, in the envelope, they hand wrote my name. And so it, it, it takes time to be personal. And, and so it gets, it, it's awesome to be able to do that. So here, when we're talking about ways of serving, the Apostle Paul was writing to Philemon and his friend. And here's the very first point I want to share with you is that we have to pray with a heart of thanksgiving for those who serve. Pray with a heart of thanksgiving for those who serve. Here the Apostle Paul is saying, hey, you've done this, you've done that. He shared some words, you know, of encouragement to him. But that's the part is, what do we do right now in, in our days what, to encourage people, those who serve? 
Last week we talked about that it's important for us to understand the approach that we have when we are approaching God in prayer. The Apostle Paul went to his knees as we were sharing last week, but also it's our heart. Our heart to serve should be very important. Why are we doing what we're doing? Are we doing it for our own glory or are we doing it for the glory of God? So when we have the prayer, we pray with a heart of thanksgiving for those who serve. It's also important for us to take a moment to say thank you for those who serve in our church. And so, for example, uh, there's uh, going to be several, several pictures up here, and I know that there's so many programs and ministries that are available in our church, but let me just pinpoint a few of them. The, they, they just came back from the Harvey Cedars group. On, they got senior high, and then they were, uh, you know, the junior high. The, the leaders who took uh, time out of their regular work to go and spend a week with the, the youth, and then being there, building relationships, helping them grow spiritually, and not only for the leaders, but what the leaders are also learning from the youth. But they take time to having the heart to serve and saying, you know, I'm going to do this, I'll be there for them. And I pray that they were able to get that relationship. So important as the youth nowadays that they need to be able to have individuals that care for them, that genuinely love them, to take time for them. The, uh, uh, the, the, the staff, as they go out and do the, the trainings for uh, the things that are happening and how they can en- get enhanced, so they, they go out on trips and they, they hear about the trainings and how they can be able to apply what they learn into our everyday ministries here so that way we can continue to grow and be uh, uh, learning the new things of how to approach it. Can't forget about the staff. The staff, you know, over at the, uh, uh, for, was it, the Super Bowl, uh, we got together, all of them uh, got together, and we were able to take a picture, you know, as much as many, I mean, that's a great picture, but as many we could find. We get together, let's take a picture. Because we want to say thank you for those who are serving. I know their staff and all, but man, they do so much during the week to allow, I mean, this just doesn't happen on Sunday morning. It's prep work. It's, you know, even weeks of preparing as we know what our sermon series is going to be like, song selections, and then the staff at the office has to do, you know, the printing and and so many things that are happening. Thank you for serving. And then the heart to serve as you go on in our community. This next picture actually shows about the the group that were leading worship at the soup uh, kitchen in Pottstown, the community dinner for Christmas. And it wasn't just uh, giving them the gifts and things, but having the time to go out and worship with them the heart to serve, going beyond our walls. And of course, going beyond our walls is the missions. The missions group, as we remember, all the youth were up, you know, the youth were up here and that they were preparing to go out with the love of Christ and be in the hands and feet out in the communities of Pottstown and South Carolina and Costa Rica, Honduras, that just the heart to serve. Knowing how, it's not about us, you know, how we're able to bring glory to God wherever we go. And you have the adults, the adults as they go to the construction and the missions field out over in, uh, uh, was it, uh, Guatemala, in the medical and the construction. And this young man right here, I actually met him you know, a couple of weeks ago. And, and one of the things that they said, it's like, oh, this is, this is a young man that your ch- the church is helping. Oh, man, it's, it's so exciting. When you know that you have that heart to serve and to give and knowing that you don't want that, it's not about recognition, it's about the change that you're making in someone's life. And that they can thank God for it? Oh, it's so awesome. 
We have a great crew, crew here that usually when we have the, the, the weeks, they send out, hey, this is our next mission, you know, for this coming week. Whoever can make it. So this is the, one of the, the tasks that the response crew had of doing some yard work and mulch and things on there for those in the community, some even from our church. We can't, get, we can't forget those who are in our church. But they had the heart to serve and do different things. Our Thursday morning ladies' Bible study, as they, they put aside more of that Bible uh, lessons and they got together to get the Operation Backpacks all together. And what, what an awesome thing. The heart to serve. And if you can't forget, just recently, the VBS, when we had, oh, look at this group shot. The group shot, over 300 kids, uh, students that were registered for the week here at VBS, and, and then 160 volunteers? Praise God. There's no way that Miss Amy could do this all by herself. It needs a core group of individuals who take their time to serve. We have fun while doing it. One of from the last, uh, last year, the green shirt, you know, when we went down the slide and got all, yeah, that's, that's the one side right there. But just taking the time to serve, ladies and gentlemen. It should have, be able to come with, uh, with excitement and knowing to why are we doing this. And as you come into the doors, even before coming into the building, you're greeted outside, then all of a sudden you come and be greeted in here. Even before you come into the sanctuary, you shake my hand and say, welcome, you know, or, or Pastor Gill or, or Tony or whoever's out there. Welcome, and, and, and with a smiling face. And why is that important, ladies and gentlemen? Because a few years ago, I went to a training, and they mentioned that 76% of individuals know if they're going to return to whatever, you know, organization they went to within the, the first three minutes. Think about that. The first three minutes, someone already knows that they're going to come back or not, 76% of them. So it's important as a church to make sure that sometimes it takes courage for people to go into a new location. But when they see a smiling face and shaking hands and saying welcome, we pray that that breaks that barrier. That they do feel welcome. And then when they come into the worship service, they're actually experiencing that joy and excitement as we worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, together. What about the the women's breakfast, ladies and gentlemen? When they gather together, it's not, not just coming in and the tables are all set. There are people who come earlier. They set the tables and nice, you know, they're the heart to just serve and they enjoy doing it. Well, there's one thing that I'm missing that you won't have a picture up there. But I just want to say thank you for your serving. Because many times, you know, we just come to church and, and, and church, but if you've never heard it before, let me just say thank you. Thank you for all that you do because this church will not be here without you. You come together, it's like if Pastor Jake is the only one playing the guitar and there's nobody singing, I mean, it's, but it takes that, that, that corporate worship. When it's so nice, I'm in the back or in the side and I just see people freely worshiping. For your generosity of your giving, can't do it without you. So I want to say thank you. Pray for the, uh, with a heart of thanksgiving for those who serve. Let's go to verse, uh, the verse 6 here reminds us here a moment. Verse 6 says, and I'm praying that you will put into action the generosity that comes from your faith as you understand and experience all the good things we have in Christ. The Apostle Paul wasn't necessarily talking about generosity when it comes to money. He was talking to generosity of love. And I believe that's what this church also has is to, uh, to continue to build that generosity and not just build on it, but put it into action. 
So our second point I want to share with you is that we have to pray. We want to be able to pray. Let me see here a moment. (laughs) Pray that God will build our testimony. How do we build our testimony? And just our testimony alone, we have to share with other people our journey where God has brought us from. And it hopefully encourages other people to say, wow, if God has done that for you, I'm encouraged that maybe he could, God can do it for me. And, and encourage something in their lives to wherever they were and engage it in a closer relationship with God, just even through prayer. When we build our testimony, we want to make sure that we share. We don't just take in and take in and take in. Because if that's all we're doing, we may become stagnant because we're not sharing it. And a a stagnant Christian is very dangerous. Because then they're not sharing the joy of, of Christ. They're not sharing the concerns that they're going through with others. And then especially when we're praying for people who are hurting. And then we hear feedback saying we thank you for your prayers this person got better we thank you for your prayers but this person has passed but we're so thankful that the church comes together to pray the testimony that we have is so important and how we build on it and that's why on on sunday mornings or on saturday nights when we have our worship services we have what they call the next steps the next step says you know we call them next steps because if we said homework not all of you would say you know like homework Mm. No, we're not. But we say next steps to activate what you're hearing throughout the week. Whatever you hear throughout the message is how to activate it in your everyday lives throughout the week. Remember last week when I said, hopefully, and I encourage you throughout this week, and stop at any moment and just say, God, I don't need anything right now. I just want to say I love you. And I hope that you were able to do that this week. Just to be able to say that. Build our testimony. We have to look at areas that we need to pray to grow in our generosity, our understanding, our faith, our experience. Remember last week when I said that we need to pray to grow? Even in the midst of growth, when it's the growing pains or the times of celebrating, you know, we can continue to grow. But we let us just not experience it ourselves. How can we share with others? And by you sharing, you're testifying. The testimony is so important for a Christian's lives in order to avoid from being stagnant. In verse, in the, uh, verse 7, the Bible says, Your love has given me much joy and comfort, my brother. For your kindness has often refreshed the hearts of God's people. Isn't it interesting on verse 4 here, the Apostle Paul is sharing the encouragement to Philemon. And then on verse 7 here, the Apostle Paul is saying how much that Philemon has encouraged him. So in a sense, it's a sharing of the mutual encouragement. How many of you have... Usually hung around people that, you know, bring encouragement uh, to meetings. I mean, uh, whether in the corporate life or in your work or things on there, be like, oh, man, they just light up the room when they come into, the, into that meeting space. And, and prayerfully, I mean, you also know, I'm pretty sure, you also know of individuals when they come into that room, be like, oh, Why? <laughs> and you got to be careful because it's a possibility that you're the person that they're saying that to. So the third point I want to share is that pray words of encouragement. Pray words of encouragement. Even the smallest word of encouragement can lift up somebody's spirit. I remember going to uh, restaurants, and I still do anytime I'm able to go out, and there are servers who come in and they just want to take your order right away. What would you like to drink? 
Even I go, I go to a spot, I'm not going to say which one. I go to a spot, it's like, a young man, coffee? First of all, they call me young man, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> coffee or water? <laughs> water? So, well, that's right, you know, but here I'm sitting down and most of the time I, I will say, what's your name? And there's sometimes a little jolt, you know, like, oh, like it, it, there's a break. And what they are programmed to do to be able to, hold on, somebody's asking me for my name. So I say their name and I include them in our grace, and our prayer. And then I go above and beyond that. Sometimes I say, How, how's your day been? And for example, there was one occasion that this, individual, this server was like, it's, it's, it's been rough. I mean, the other, other server called off and, and they're saying it nice and low, you know, so nobody else can hear it. And, but I have all these tables, and it's, it's been rough. So what I do when I, in my prayer, I pray for that server. But the reason why I ask for that name is because I never want to be a place in a position that just because they're serving, that they're serving me, and this pride comes to my heart. I want to personalize it so that way they can also be lifted. And usually I also say, is, I'm going to be praying for the food, but is there something that you need me to pray for? Most often than that, they'll be like, you know, no, we're, I'm good. Or situations like that, yes, please pray for this or please pray for that. One instance, there was a female that I remember, she started, you know, her tears started coming out saying that her son was just diagnosed with something and she had to work. And so we prayed. You never know, but just it started with asking the question, what's your name? And at the end, I go a little further. After, after you get the check and then they, you add the tip in there, I usually fold up the receipt and, and I write a word of encouragement. And sometimes it's just a word, thanks. Or gracias, depending on if I'm a, like in a Mexican restaurant or things. I'll, you know, and, but I usually add a smiley face. Now, please know that I'm trying to perfect the smiley face. All right? Because sometimes, it, you know, but, but here's the part. When they have that black book, you know, and, and the receipts in there, when I'm writing that word of encouragement, for example, that young lady that said about, you know, that she's all by herself, and I said, I, I pray that your, your day gets better. God bless, and little smiley face. I'm, I'm, I'm chuckling, like, while writing it. It's not that I'm going to wait there and just wait until she sees it, right? But I'm chuckling because I can just picture, I, I, and I'm praying for her, God, I just pray that this word of encouragement will lift up her spirit. That the moment that she just goes like this, and she's like, hold up. Oh, that's so cute. Well, I don't know what she would say, you know, but, but I can, so that's why I smile when I'm writing those words of encouragement because it can mean a difference. It may be the only word of encouragement that she had received that moment because she was so busy with all the other tables that just for somebody to take a time to say a word of encouragement. Words of encouragement for our lives are so important. I don't know about you. Don't raise your hand. But we, we do like receiving words of encouragement from time to time. It was a part of my, in my, in my ministry. When I left the military and went to, into uh, ministry, there were times that I was seeking Words of encouragement, you know, it's like I would do things for people and I, I wanted something in return and, and it was no, no, no challenge. I would do something that'd be like, oh, thank you so much. If it wasn't for you, we won't be able to do this. And I'm like, yeah, you know. Oh, thank you because you helped us move from this uh, house to another, you know. We needed muscles. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, you know. I didn't have muscles. I just want, you know, I just felt good, right? And so... 
I was seeking that, seeking words of encouragement. But it came time that those words were stopped. I was doing things for people, doing things for people, and those words stopped. And I don't know about you, if you're those individual that was always seeking for someone, you do something for someone and expect something in return, that's how I was. Until about three years into ministry, I said, God, I don't want no more encouragement. This is, this is depressing. But here's the part. I'm not saying that we can't use the words of encouragement. What I'm saying is I started changing the way I looked at it. God, I'm going to trust you. Because the, what I'm doing is to give you honor and glory, is not to me. So when, when a word of encouragement comes, let it be from you. And, and I'm going to give you thanks. I'm going to give you honor and glory. So even nowadays when you have those uh, words of encouragement and I receive them through a postcard or a text or through Facebook or through an email, I actually have a, an outlook. There is, you, can, you can create folders and there is, I created a folder that is just called encouragement. It's current encouragement folder because you know what? Being a pastor is not an easy job. It's not an easy calling. The things that we do here, on, uh, you, you probably see me 15, 20 minutes on one, every week, once a week. But the things that happen throughout the week that you don't know anything about. The times that you're probably sleeping and I'm receiving a phone call in the middle of the night. Or we're having meetings and something unexpected happens that you have to react to it. But here's the part is that you, when, when you receive words of encouragement, you, more often than not, because I've trusted God, those words come at the right time. Because you know what? I'm no longer seeking those words of encouragement because I'm not doing it for that. I know who I'm doing it for. How are we responding to words of encouragement? Do we take the time to share words of encouragement to those who serve? The Apostle Paul did that to his friend. We can do that to our friends, to our children, to our parents, to, you know, uh, to our staff. We can certainly learn to share the words of encouragement. I'm going to end with this. We could also share words of encouragement to God. Not that God needs it, but remember I was telling you last week, hey, God, don't need anything. Just want to say I love you. How about this week if you say, God, you're awesome. That's, you're awesome. This past week, I'm, I'm looking at the sky, and I told my wife, I said, look at that huge cloud. And, but it's so awesome. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Like, it's so great. It looks like a, a, a cotton candy, you know, without the color. And so it was just beautiful. And then how about if you say, if you're walking around and you see a beautiful flower, I say, God, oh, man, look at those, look at those colors. You outdid yourself on this one. Think about that. You, you, you chuckled now, you know, can you imagine how God would feel? It's almost like if you did something, if you created something, and someone just stopped to be able to recognize it. Why is God any different? I mean, again, not that he needs it. But man, I mean, I don't need your, your words of encouragement, but man, when it comes, smile on my face and I just say thank you or thank God. So pray words of encouragement to God. Pray words of encouragement that refreshes your hearts. And if anything, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't receive words of encouragement, let me share something with you. Encourage yourself. Don't get yourself down. Encourage yourself. And pray words of encouragement that also refreshes the hearts of others.
Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, as we come before your presence, thanking you for this message, although it was only several verses, how much it can speak through us as we pray with a heart of thanksgiving for those who serve, that we pray that you're able to build our testimony through our experience in life and also in being encouraged to share our testimony with others. Even though sometimes we don't feel like we know what to say, but Lord, let it be through our life's experience and that we can see how you worked in our lives and you continue to work with us and in us and through us and also praying words of encouragement where that refreshes our hearts refreshes the hearts of others and lord that we've learned and also heard how we can also use those words of encouragement towards you as our father as our creator of heaven and earth we come humbly before your presence in jesus name amen